guys. Welcome to episode 12 of Sustainable Life. I'm your host, Will Shepard, and today on the show, we have an awesome guest coming on who actually works in a technology startup. And so it's a company called Fewergy, and basically what they're doing is they're using artificial intelligence to actually optimize grids for the use of renewables. And so his name is Thomas Demchak, and he's actually the CIO of the company and one of the co-founders. And so on the show today, we're going to get into how Thomas actually got involved with Fewergy and how it came to fruition with a few of his co-workers. And then we're also going to get into some of the challenges of having a startup and also just kind of the great things that can come from it, though. And so here he is, Thomas Demchak. So today on the show, we're talking with Thomas Demchak, who is actually the CIO of a company called Fewergy. And so Thomas, thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, so before we get into things, would you mind just giving the listeners a little bit of a synopsis of who you are and kind of how you got started with Fewergy? Okay, so uh, I am something like an energy and software guy who came from the software company who was producing the software for energy companies. And uh, in some time, we realized that we can offer some services for the regulation of the energy we would uh, talk about. So uh, we started to think uh, how to make things cheaper, how to optimize the things. And we came with the idea of creating the device, uh, which we called uh, Brain, and uh, which will help to, um, let's say, help uh, the regulate the system and to optimize the costs the uh, consumers and uh, suppliers are paying for the deviation. Okay, so kind of your goal with Fewergy is to more or less lower the costs that companies are paying for electricity? In, in one way, yes. Uh, in the other way, to optimize the green energy and not to start the conventional power plants, uh, just to use the green one as best as possible. And so how did you actually come to see this problem? Um, so I know you said you were, you were working in the energy sector before, um, but then you kind of shifted maybe to start developing this, this brain technology. What was kind of the thing that really made you shift over and start working on the, the AI side of things of energy consumption? Okay, first we started with uh, big uh, companies, with big plants, and we optimized their um, uh, behavior, their production, just to optimize their costs and the cost of their suppliers. But we came to the point where we found that the costs for producing such a software are that big that uh, really are um, usable only for big power plants. So we started to uh, think about some solution we can copy and paste, let's say that in some way, and uh, which can make the um, things cheaper. This was, I guess, the starting point where we started to think about the Fewergy as a small device which can connect to, let's say, some production sources, to some uh, optimization sources, uh, and it cannot be just some production. It can be also the consumption like uh, ACs or uh, some uh, uh, refrigerating systems or, or something like this. Just something to can connect to which can regulate the amount of power consumed or produced. Uh, 
So uh, we found that, okay, this device is, has to be, uh, let's say, prepared and to communicate and to uh, do a lot of things. So this was the start of the FUERG. Okay, very cool. So you're actually, your goal, I guess, to some extent then is to also level the playing field for, you know, smaller companies to also be using this technology um, that maybe the larger industrial companies would typically be using or hiring consulting firms to come in and fix for them. Yes. And in the end of the road, there is also the household, which can take the part of the process too. Okay. So even, even down to the residential level, that's very cool. Uh, and so I did have one question is like, what are some of the problems with maybe the grid and renewables that you guys are trying to solve with Fewergy? Okay, I will start in a very general way, but um, in energy sector, the big problem is that everything needs to be well planned and well timed. Uh, the amounts of uh, produced energy must really correspond to what was planned, what was sold, what was bought. Uh, if I can simplify the process, it's all about the frequency. Uh, our appliances work only at some concrete frequency. In Europe, for example, it's uh, 50 hertz. In America, I guess it's 60 hertz. And if there is not this one exact uh, frequency in the grid, appliances won't work. And uh, if something is not going according to the plan, and believe me, uh, there are a million things which are not going according to some plan, it's called the imbalance, then somebody uh, needs to, let's say, take some responsibility to do something with it, just not the grid collapse and to uh, to keep it functional and to keep the frequency stable. Uh, those uh, organizations are transmission system operators. Uh, how do they do that? They use some tools and those tools are conventional power plants which run on coal, gas, etc. And with their uh, help, they can uh, regulate the system. They can add or, um, or or take away some uh, power from the grid just to keep it uh, the frequency stable and uh, this is uh, producing a lot of costs uh, like every second uh, so this is the big point of the grid and the renewables uh, they are not let's say very compliant with such a behavior because they are very weather dependent and uh, the problem is that you cannot plant very precisely the weather uh, which will be on the next day there will be some cloud or the wind will stop not at the exact time you planned and there is a problem so uh, this is why we are not uh, able to stop the using the fossil power plants because we cannot plant the renewables because of the weather problem so i guess this is the biggest let's say problem with the grid and uh, the few rg aims to let's say in some way replace those uh, fossil power plants just to optimize this energy and uh, with combination of batteries systems just to store it when there is a lot of energy and to release it when the energy is needed so this is our aim okay gotcha so yeah like kind of like you were saying right is the renewables um they're kind of unpredictable and might create an influx of of power when it's not necessarily needed 
And so you guys are almost in some sense providing, you know, um, large storage devices as well as just like smart discharging times. Um, yes. Actually optimize the system so it'll work for, you know, whenever power is needed. Yes, exactly. Okay, very cool. And so if, say, a, a company or a, maybe a town or a, a, a city wants to incorporate Fewergy, what would kind of, what would be the hardware side of things that they would have to implement as well as maybe like the software side of things? Okay, in the hardware side, they just need to have some storage. So this is why we try to find some universal storage and we found some lithium polymer batteries. Uh, so uh, we are using it, let's say, as a compact solution, but uh, we can also use, if they have already some batteries, we can connect to it and to communicate with them as well. So this is the hardware-like side, and maybe mm, they also would like to use the green energy, so some green source, if it is a wind power plant or the solar power plant or some... Uh, earth to air or, or something like this, it's really beneficial just to be green and not to use these conventional big power plants. As a software, I guess, as taken from the part of the city, it's, it's a big kind of data. Probably this solution would be more stronger or much more bigger, but uh, I guess uh, you just need to have a data of exact uh, consumption on your city. And uh, whether it's not going as, uh, as planned, you can store this uh, energy produced and to use it in the better times. After some time, these algorithms we use, uh, they are based on neural networks. They will learn the behavior of the household, of the city, of the, some municipality building or, or some other types of building. And they will know how to prepare better for the next day, for the next week and to use this energy more in in more effective way. Okay. Yeah, that's super cool. And then, so I did have kind of maybe two questions for that. One, I was just curious. So you're looking at storage options that are almost strictly battery-based, it sounds like. Have you looked into any other forms of maybe like um, energy storage? I don't know. So like, for instance, damming mm -hmm. or, you know, they have crane systems now that will basically store energy as potential energy and then when the energy need, is needed um, the crane will release and drop a heavy concrete block um, and then that will drive a generator and so have you looked at other solutions like that in addition to batteries yes we have we tried uh, also with the temperature if you have for example some uh, building office building or, or maybe some uh, market store or something like this they just they have for example uh, some uh, tolerances in temperature which they have inside so you can change their consumption with the focus on to have the temperature in the limits so you can lower the consumption or or uh, keep it higher just using this system which are heating or cooling the, the office buildings. We also used some other systems, not maybe the concrete blocks, but the concrete wells or the stone wells. So you can, if let's say general, if there is any some way you can store the energy and release the energy 
it's uh, let's say connectable with the brain and the brain will use it as as a, as a universal storage but uh, these are let's say the specialized uh, occasions you came uh, along on the market so um, batteries we used as a universal storage you can put in every household in in uh, smaller ways or you can use it in a bigger ways in some um, uh, factories or in some municipality buildings this is this is why we so yes we have tried but mainly we are focused on batteries okay because they're so universal that that seems yes. to make sense to me um and then for the the machine learning portion of it um and when you know maybe fjorgy is actually or you said brain is actually implemented how long does it typically take to kind of learn and really start optimizing it well mm. We just need some uh, data and it, it cannot be, let's say, like uh, that uh, we need to time to learn. You just provide us uh, with the data, which we, you have the right to give you by your supplier. So let's say one year data starts to be sufficient for Fewergy to be, let's say, run in optimized way. Okay, gotcha. Very cool. Um, and so from that, you would maybe look at a residential power source and say, okay, they use, you know, 8,000 kilowatt hours a year, and you could maybe start optimizing it from that data. Sorry. Um, so my question was, uh, you will, or so you provide um, brain with the data that might be, okay, this customer used 8,000 kilowatt hours a year, he used this many kilowatt hours in these different months yes okay okay it's it's kind of uh, for the software it's kind of to uh, let's say find the patterns in your behavior so for him to know when you are going to office when you are going back home when you are charging your car when you are going to market these are the habits in some way that there is some pattern in our lives and for him is to use the stored energy and to, to share it or to sell it or, or to release it, it really depends the country on the country, uh, market on the market, uh, the part of the country. They are, have different legislative processes and legislative possibilities. So this is uh, how the system is going to behave. Yeah, that is super cool. And I know, so at least in the US, a lot of times utilities will charge, um, you know, higher rates for peak power times. So do you think this is something that could definitely save uh, companies or individuals money? It can be um, set up because it really differs from country to country. One country, as you said, have a problem with the peak times that the price is too high or there is not a lot of energy for them for their peaks. So you can set up the Fuergy, how it will uh, operate. If you want to, let's say, use it ecological way that the, all the energy you have produced, you would like to use for yourself because you have the problem to get the energy from the grid, or you just want to uh, have it economical so you can get your money, let's say, back as soon as possible. So uh, it can be set up. 
uh, it really differs uh, from the occasion to occasion uh, who looks on the way or who has the obligations or the possibilities. So this is why we uh, build it, let's say, in modular way. And uh, this is why we set up it for every market uh, as a specific case. Okay, gotcha. And then, so looking at the, the business side of things now, where are you guys um, looking for customers and trying to expand so everyone can you know, have access to this service? Okay, that's, that's a big quest because uh, of the uh, information people have about uh, how the energy is uh, working on or not. And so for uh, these cases, mostly our customers are the suppliers because they deal with the energy. They already know how it works and what uh, energy possibly can bring to them. So uh, mainly we focus on uh, the suppliers, but times to times also the change is coming from the end consumer because he want to be ecological or, or some in some way he want to invest his money or, or something like this. But the suppliers are maybe most informed and they can deal with the information in the very right way. Okay, so it kind of sounds like there's almost a knowledge gap between the end consumer and we're just big knowledge gap. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I think I think that's probably very true, right? A lot of people don't really understand how grids work at all, uh, to tell you the truth. Yes. Uh, it's a big problem because uh, it's it's really hard to explain them that what it is based on or what needs to be done or all the things like this. So in the moment, we are um, uh, cooperating with the uh, big Slovak suppliers and we are selling the energy from the side of the supplier. And mostly he's selling it for nothing or he's giving it to his consumers and giving them some benefits and saving a lot of benefits for himself. Yeah, that's great. And I think maybe utilities would be more apt to install new renewable energy sources if they have this technology that's able to regulate them in a better manner than in the past. Of course, I guess the, the it's it's going this way. The change is slow, but it's uh, ongoing. So we just need to believe that um, uh, we will find, uh, let's say, more solutions. We will optimize the energy we are using now because it's it's really done in a really waste matter. Yeah, absolutely. And so, do you guys have any maybe like goals set that? you want to run this amount of power through your Fuergy system by you know, a certain date? Or where do you guys see yourselves in maybe five or 10 years? Okay, that's a tough one. <laughs> we really don't have such a goal or something like this. We just would like to do the work which really enjoy us in our lives, which we, which we really like. And we see that the, it benefits uh, the suppliers, the end consumers, and in the end, the planet Earth. So maybe in five years, it, if I would dream for a bit, I would like to be uh, working in a company of friends and we are producing the uh, Fuergy solutions for as many countries as po is it, is it possible to do in five years. So just very general, but <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, no worries. I mean, it sounds like an awesome goal, right? It's always amazing to work with friends, and it, it sounds like you're doing that and enjoying it right now, so that's awesome. Yes, it's, it's our baby in some way. And so out of curiosity, um, for you guys that are like the co-founders and, and starting this company up, do you also still maintain your uh, like full-time jobs, or is this you guys went full-time into Fury? Well, it's it's like uh, more of us. Uh, it's having Fuergy as a full time job. Some of us uh, are running on uh, some other our businesses and cooperating on a regular regular way. So it's it's let's say uh, more people are having it as a full time job. Okay, so you guys are okay. Very cool. And then, so for you guys, you know, what would you say were some of the hardest challenges when you're first starting up and and getting this thing created and marketed to other people i guess as we talked it's it's more about to um, uh, deal with the information with some customer to to let's say explain him what we are doing and and uh, what needs to be done so searching for the first um, uh, case business case where i were as I guess the hardest one, because we are software creators and hardware creators. This was not that big issue for us, but these market cases just to explain it to someone was the hardest one, I guess. But now we have two uh, bigger um, uh, examples that it's working, that we are giving the numbers we promised. So I guess it's, it's going to be much more easier now. You would imagine it's a lot easier to, you know, sell something when you actually have uh, quantifiable yes. data to back it up and you can say, okay, hey, this is how much yes. power it will save. And... The, the first one was really on uh, based on the idea. There was no big proof that it will, it's, it's going to be working. So the first customer really jumped into that with the, the, some trust and some level uh of his knowledge that uh, okay the models you are running on are really uh reasonable and, and why not uh, to implement it so i mean out of curiosity when you were you were having this discussion with your first customer what was kind of the lead time like or how long did it take from you guys coming to him and saying hey we have this new technology to him actually implementing it into their you know supplier chain Okay, the, the first one really was the, uh, the matter of accident. And, uh, but uh, searching for the first one was like the matter of uh, months, let's say. But the, this, the real first one was the matter of the accident. We met uh, with some uh, people we uh, knew from our past on some conference. And we started to talk about, hey, where, where are you working now? What are you doing? And uh, he really thought, okay, I'm for uh, search for some exact solution. So this was the matter of accident, really. Okay, cool. All right, well, Thomas, that is basically all the questions I have for you just about Furigy and, and kind of your role there. Do you mind if we uh, hop into what's called the fire round of the show? And so basically I'll ask you some quick questions um, and then you'll just fire back an answer. Okay. All right, so number one is just going to be, what is one book that you think everyone should read? Okay. 
I like really uh, reading books. Uh, for me, the special is uh, Catch Twenty Two. Catch Twenty Two. Joseph Heller. Yeah, um, I really liked it because it uh, internally has some really nice messages. Uh, it's 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 about for me. It's about that uh, there are some things running in your life, and from the different perspective, they really seems like another thing. So it's 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 really the matter of the perspective. And if uh, even if you are in some bad situations, uh, it's really essential to try some to find some good on it, and to build on it. Yeah, I think that's an awesome outlook to have in life in general, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, all right, second second question is just going to be, what does success look like to you? Success, okay. Um, uh, this tricky one, but no, okay. Uh, I don't think that uh, the success is some, let's say, something which can be reached. I guess it's some process uh, which is happening in my life. In, in, in my perspective, it's to reaching some, let's say, a harmony and some happiness uh, in areas of the life uh, which are important for me. For example, it's it's really important for me is my family and my work. And if everything runs uh, uh, smoothly and uh, and and um, without any problems and or or some big problems, then I guess this is the matter how I deal or how I see success. Okay, so just in some aspects, right? Just consistency across a bunch of different areas of your life and, and having success like that? Of course, in, because it's it's really connects these two areas in some way. I'm We are doing or preparing some uh, surround uh, or, or the world we are living in that can also be preserved for my children, for the animals and plants. So, of course, it is. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, all right, and then the third question is going to be, what is one myth you hear about sustainability? Okay, um, this one I really like. Uh, uh, the best one is, I guess, uh, that the global warming uh, is not happening. Um, you hear it, okay, this is not happening. We just don't need to do nothing because it is normal that there are some periods uh, of times when there is warm weather, when there is cold weather. I guess that is true, but the problem is the speed. And uh, this speed we are um, living in now, I guess, comparing to the speeds uh, of change which were in the history is the rocket speed. And I guess there will be a big problems because the plants and animals uh, will not uh, adapt that quickly as it's happening right now. So this is, I guess, the biggest myth for me. Yeah, it can be definitely dangerous, I think, if it continues the way it is. So you've got a great point there. Um, and then the last question I've got for you in the fire round is just going to be, what are you most curious about right now? Um, that can be anything from, you know, in life to technology, whatever it is. Okay, I guess the one we are living in is the COVID pandemic. So <laughs> I am really curious how the nations will deal with it and uh, what can we do to help uh, to it and to have the world we can live uh, as we lived or, or in some another but quality way of uh, our lives. Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. I uh, had a recent guest on who her, her thing was uh, 
what 2021 will look like. So <laughs> I think uh, I think it is very true, right? It's it's kind of on everyone's mind about how COVID is yes. going to affect the world. And yes, but I guess I am positive. I guess that uh, it it also brings some few, but some positives. Uh, and I guess that now we have uh, the time to just look on what we have, what we have at our homes, what we have at our countries with our relatives and, and to value the things we had, but we didn't have the time to measure if it is important for us or not. So I guess this is the positive side of thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a, to some extent, I think for me at least, a great time of maybe personal growth um, and just opportunity to reflect like you were saying. And so, I mean, Although it's a terrible situation, sometimes you got to make the best of this. Yes, as you said. All right, Thomas. Well, that's all I've got for you today. The only other thing we want to talk about is maybe where can people go to find a little bit more about Fuergy and what you guys are doing in the industry? Okay, uh, where they can find. Uh, I guess that uh, now we are mainly focusing in uh, our countryside or nearby countries. So maybe from our webs, from our marketing uh, channels uh, we have, or uh, maybe on some conferences they can meet us. So uh, we try to participate as much as possible to get um, to give as much uh, information as possible. But uh, as I said, we are nearly maybe focused on the countries which are nearby. Okay, yeah, sure. Now, I think you, you guys have a website, you're on Instagram. So, guys, if you just search uh, Fuergy or on Instagram or Google, whatever it may be, I'm sure they'll pop up. So, then you can yes. find out a little bit more about what they're doing, how they're doing it. Um, but, nonetheless, thank you so much for, for coming on the show, Thomas. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Will. I really appreciate it. guys that is all we got for you today i hope you really enjoyed the show and if you like the content that we're putting out go ahead and give us a follow on instagram at sustainabro.life and also subscribe to our newsletter on our site at www.sustainabropod.com and so with the newsletter you're going to get all sorts of cool content on a weekly basis and we're not going to spam you but we'll send you out a weekly newsletter that's just going to keep you up to date on the sustainability world and so that's all I got for you guys. I hope you have a great week and a great day. Peace.